the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. At the Last Supper, when Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and in him God is glorified. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. From the Gospel according to St. John, in the name of the Father, from the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning and welcome to this fifth week of the Easter season. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated Resurrection Sunday, a joyful day in the beginning of this whole Easter season when we get to say, Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. This Easter season here at Christ the Redeemer, we are preparing for Pentecost. You see, the fact that Jesus rose from the dead is not quite the whole story. Forty days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he ascends to the Father in heaven. And then ten days after that, he sends the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. So here we are, a little more than halfway through the Easter season, and getting closer and closer to Pentecost. And so our preparation continues. We've been studying the Holy Spirit this Easter season, studying the person and power and presence of the Holy Spirit, hopefully, yes, as that slide said. And a few weeks ago, we, we began by showing that by the power of the, of the Holy Spirit, we, mere mortals, are adopted as children of God Almighty. We then looked how the Holy Spirit fulfills some sort of parental role as we begin a new life in Jesus Christ. And last week, Father Chris talked about how the Holy Spirit guides us into maturity to read the full stature of Christ, how the Holy Spirit can turn our fear into faith, how he can turn our hesitation into boldness and courage. Such is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and at work in the church. And all of this is possible because of love. Jesus at his last supper in, in our gospel reading this morning says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have, lo as I have loved you, so you must also love one another. Our brothers and sisters, to grow in love is to grow in the Holy Spirit. It's unfortunate, really, that there is so much awkwardness and difficulty in the English word of love. We use one word to mean a number of different things. We say that we love our mothers and our children, but we also say that we love pizza and ice cream. We say that we love Texas A&M. <laughs> Maybe not that one. Maybe we can say that we love this great state of Texas. Is that a little better? We use one word to describe different things, so it stands to reason that we can mean different things 
when we use the same word. And it's possible that a very common definition for love is something that I feel is going to make me happy. I assure you, God has much more in mind than that. In the late 1960s, I'm told, <laughs> the Beatles released a song called All You Need Is Love. And that's fine as far as it goes, and it certainly has a catchy tune. Maybe some of you are kind of singing it in your head right now. But the danger is that if all I need is love, and I can define what love is, then I can do whatever I want, and you can't tell me otherwise because I did it out of love. If we were to really think about it, I'm sure we all know or have heard some terrible, tragic stories of people doing awful things in the name of love. If we all get to define what love is, we may never know what true love really is. The good news is, is the go good news of the gospel is that we don't have to define love in our own image. We get to define love in God's image. The author of the gospel lesson this morning, a disciple of Jesus Christ named John, also wrote a couple letters to the Christian community. Here's what John says in his first letter. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Pure and simple. Jesus of Nazareth, God himself in the flesh, came down from heaven, lived as one of us, taught and preached about the kingdom of God, and died for our sins that we could have a relationship and fellowship with God, that we could be adopted as God's own children. Jesus Christ willingly and obediently suffered an excruciating death because he loves us that much. That's how he defines love, that we no longer have to continue in our sinning ways, but we have the invitation to new life, walking and living in God's holy ways. St. John says it this way, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Fast forward a couple hundred years from when John wrote, St. Augustine, probably the greatest mind in the history of Christianity, talked about God in this way. He says, God the Father is the lover, God the Son is the beloved, and God the Holy Spirit is love itself. The Father is the perfect being that always loves. Jesus Christ is the person whom the Father loves, and the Holy Spirit, he is the bond of love itself. To grow in love is to grow in the Holy Spirit. We have our great example of love, the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. And the blessing that we have is that we are given Jesus' own spirit. So in the very same way that Jesus shows love, we show ourselves to be united in Christ by doing the same. And this love manifests itself through our words and our deeds. About 15 years ago, after being challenged to actually read the Bible, I saw this in the book of James. This comes from the third chapter in James. The author says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth 
from praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. I was really convicted by that because he was talking about me. I could go to church on Sunday, I could sing praise songs throughout the week and at summer camp, and with the same mouth, I also insulted others. I yelled and cursed at others, and even to my embarrassment, said some racist and hateful things about others, whether I was joking or not. Somewhere along the way, through the witness of Scripture and by the power of the Holy Spirit, God has been healing me of this. And he's been calling me into greater love towards others. Not that I've already achieved it perfectly. I assure you I have a long way to go. But one thing I do know, all people are created in God's image. And we are called no one worthless for whom Christ has died. St. John said it this way, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Maybe this resonates with you, maybe not. But what is true is that our lies and our gossip, our insults or our bullying, our hateful speech is not in accord with the Holy Spirit. It's not in accord with love. The Spirit gives life and we are to speak life. We are to build and raise up, not tear down and destroy. We are called to grow in love because that is the Holy Spirit in us. In a similar way, we show our love and our deeds. This is nothing shocking or earth-shattering. Even the world knows this, as we have the saying, actions speak louder than words. And I dare say that this is one of the main complaints against Christianity, that professing Christians don't live in the ways they profess. And unfortunately, there is great truth to that. But it also shows the great need for the Holy Spirit in our lives. When it comes down to it, you and I cannot and will not love perfectly. We will have selfish motives. We will get lazy or look the other way. We will fall short. We're going to mess up. But the Holy Spirit, love itself, will guide us into doing right as long as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit. There has been only one man that has loved perfectly. And that's because he perfectly submitted to the will of the Father, because he perfectly cooperated with the Holy Spirit. This man, Jesus Christ, showed his love for us in this symbol. By what he did, dying on the cross. And then he says this to us today. As I have loved you, so you must also love one another. My brothers and sisters, we show ourselves to be disciples of Jesus Christ by loving one another. In our words, yes, but maybe most especially in our deeds. And that is our challenge, to grow in love to one another by growing in the Holy Spirit. That is also our great opportunity because everybody wants to love and to be loved. Problems occur, though, when people can't find that love in the church, so they look for it somewhere else. So I'd like to do something maybe a little uncomfortable, uh, but sometimes growing in the Holy Spirit is a little uncomfortable. So uh, if you could, I can't force anybody, but if you could, look around at someone next to you. 
front or behind you or if there was somebody way far away, just someone you love. God loves that person as much as he loves you. And God loves you as much as he loves his own son, Jesus Christ. How incredible is that? All right, one more exercise. <laughs> Think back to maybe two years ago, four years ago, five years ago, something like that. Think of kind of the person you were two years ago, five years ago, your words and your deeds. Could somebody say that you are growing in love? In love towards God and in love towards others? Could another Christian say that you are growing in the Holy Spirit? If so, I want to encourage you. Keep going. Keep growing. And if not, or not sure, I want to tell you that, that Pentecost is coming. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of love is coming. And I pray that we all want that. I pray that we all want to grow in love by growing in the Holy Spirit. To God we give the glory, now and forever. Amen.